introduce our guest speaker, Pastor Don Smith, and I'd also like Lindy, right? His wife Lindy is here with him right here, and so we're just uh, grateful that they're here to install Jared and maybe give him a challenge, probably not for us, but for him, I would hope, yeah. <laughs> uh, pastor Don, he's uh, been a pastor for 45 years with the Evangelical Free Church, and he and Jared uh, met at Christ Community Church there where uh, Pastor Don became a mentor and friend for Jared, and that's been a big part of his life, as Pastor Don Schaff and Judy have been from his younger days in high school. So it's great to have them there. We want to also welcome family. I think there's a lot of family and maybe friends over here from, for Jared, and we want to welcome all of you for that. Uh, so please, without further ado, I'll turn it over to Pastor Don. Please give him a Bethany welcome. I hope you know how uh, honored I am to be here. This is uh, a highlight for a pastor, for us old guys, to see the young guys stepping into places of leadership to become pastors of churches. What a wonderful thing to be able to have seen God at work in Jared's life. Someone may be asking, why do you have an installation service? He's already been here. Well, the reason is twofold. One is, we want to make sure that we recognize it's the Lord who has built this church and brought together a new pastor. We also want to set aside... Pastor Jared, for the work of ministry here. I think it is a a wonderful occasion. It's a wonderful occasion to remember that Christ is in the business of equipping his church. And I have been able to see the Lord at work in bringing this about. So today is a day of consecration, setting aside Jared to the work here, but also a time of celebration for all that the Lord has done here at this church and has done in uh, Jared's life. My comments this morning will be less of a sermon as I would perhaps typically do, but more of a charge to Pastor Jared. And yes, along the way, there will be a few exhortations to you, but you can be at rest right now. This is a day that we formally set aside uh, Jared Burke to the ministry of the gospel as the lead pastor of Bethany Bible Fellowship. Today we celebrate. We celebrate God's good providence that brought him here and has been upon your church as well. Uh, I am glad today to be able to see the answer to many prayers for many years. And I can attest to you personally and others who are here today that Jared has been tested and proven 
true and genuine. The real thing. And I'm glad to affirm that a new shepherd has come to town with a rich history. Almost 40 years ago, and I can barely think that far back, in my first pastorate, I was given this shepherd's staff from a man in my congregation. Now, I always thought that this man was the most difficult person I've ever had in my church to reach with the gospel. But to my shock and dismay, after being his pastor for eight years, not having a clue what was happening in him, he said to me as I was moving, preparing to go to another church, he said, Pastor Don, here, you will always be my pastor. So I haven't forgotten those words. What an honor it is to be called a pastor. So when I look at the shepherd staff that's hanging on the wall in my home, used to be in my church office, I'm reminded of just what a wonderful thing it is to be called to the Lord to serve. You see, pastors are called to diligently and sacrificially shepherd Christ's flock. And the Apostle Peter wrote to the churches, especially to the leadership, that they were to be diligent, that they were to live sacrificially for their people, the people of the church. The pastorate is not so much a profession, but it's a call to a life, a life of service for Christ and his flock. It's a call to an all-consuming mindset to think more of other people than to think of yourself. It's an appropriate scripture to consider here this morning, 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4. So I exhort the elders, leaders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Well, Peter certainly knew what we needed to hear. He's reminding pastors that they are but under-shepherds of Christ's flock. And they're not lords over their own kingdom. In other words, the sheep of Christ's flock are not the property of the pastor. Instead, 
Pastors are accountable to Christ to shepherd his flock with love and care. Jesus used this same analogy as a pastor is like a shepherd shepherding a flock. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. That's the way Jesus came and served. It's also the way of which Jared is called. Paul made a similar observation, a similar analogy. He said, Therefore, take heed to yourself. Pay attention to your own life and to all the flock among you, which is the, which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Well, these are powerful thoughts come from Christ. They come from the apostle. So, Jared, let me make my comments directed to you this morning. I hope you won't feel uncomfortable any more than you were when you sat underneath my ministry before. (laughs) My thoughts are related to these texts and to others that you find throughout the Bible. Jared, the church doesn't need more humorous psychologists, political pundits, or pragmatists in the pulpit. But what the church needs is pastors to tend, defend, and feed Christ's flock. They are to care for those with broken hearts, to pursue lost sheep, to protect vulnerable sheep from wolves in sheep's clothing, to feed hungry sheep with God's word, To be there for them from birth to the grave. To weep with those who weep and to rejoice with those who rejoice. And we are rejoicing today. The flock needs to be led to the green pastures where they can be fed God's grace until they're full. The church doesn't need more slick programs more religious consumer surveys, and self-help gurus. But the church needs a leader driven by a God-given vision that is worthy, worthy to call the church to sacrificial service for Christ's glory. Jared, fight off the tug of an entertainment-driven culture to tickle the ears of the sheep. Instead, form in the minds of your people, the flock, an adequate and appropriate view of God. And this can be done by preaching Christ from every book of the Bible. So don't fret every week trying to come up with a clever, funny message. But discover the truth in each biblical text, then preach it, with passion and clarity. That is relevant. That will change the life of the church and the people. 
There is no more authoritative thing you can say to your congregation than this is what the Lord says. We need to hear from God today. We need to hear the voice of God. The church doesn't need more pastors who are thinking they are, that his people are an intrusion into his busy day or a hindrance to his professional career. Rather, the church needs a pastor to treat them as saints for whom Christ died. And that begins by knowing well the face and the condition of every sheep under your care. Come alongside them when they need someone to stand with them. When they need counsel, advise them with God's truth. When they need a shepherd's ear, listen with compassion. When they need a word of hope, offer them Christ. When they have a broken heart, promise them God's grace. And when the sheep are biting each other, and then they turn on you, remember Christ is your sympathetic high priest. But gently and patiently correct them from God's word, but be an example an example to them of Christ's love and grace. Now, I don't know if you'll be tempted by this, Jared, but when you are tempted to have your own pity party because the people don't seem to appreciate the long hours that you've put in serving them, remember this, persevere knowing someday the chief shepherd will appear and he will reward you with this unfading crown of glory. That's enough to persevere. That's enough to give your life for Christ. Now, when you feel like you're an awesome gift to your people, (laughs) stop. Take a reality check. Humble yourself. Because I found this out firsthand. Jared, you may have even seen that in me. Humble yourself because if you don't, someone else will humble you at the next congregation meeting. God is committed first to deepening your faith And then, to broaden out your ministry. Jared, when you feel misunderstood and unappreciated, remember you were called to lead Christ's flock willingly, eagerly, not grudgingly or half-heartedly. Don't forget. Don't forget this after you've had this exhausting week studying and preparing your sermon, meeting with various committees, answering phones and email, counseling the bereaved, conducting a funeral, 
and preaching on Sunday, learn this. Learn to smile with those who think they are funny. When they attempt to joke with you and say, when don't you get a real job? Or it must be nice to only work one day a week and keep your lawn green. Now you say, who would ever say that? I won't mention their names, but I've had those people. (laughs) They have been in my church. Uh, They're not here this morning, by the way. (laughs) Some who are guests went, did I ever say that? They didn't. I don't recall that anyway. Um, That's when your sense of calling needs to be firm. Uh, That's when your calling drives you back to the scriptures on Monday morning to repeat the whole routine again and then be grateful for this calling. Now, the words of the Apostle Paul are very appropriate today and they are for the life of a pastor. His words are, who is adequate for these things? Well, Jared, I wasn't adequate. You aren't going to be adequate in yourself. But the Spirit of God is adequate. And it is an awesome responsibility, but a high privilege to shepherd Christ's flock. Now, Jared, this is not my first rodeo. I've had the incredible blessing of being able to be a part of the ordination service or installation service for a number of pastors who have gone through our church. And so this is another one of those days that I will not forget. And I was so honored and blessed when I was asked to do this. As I have done to the other pastors who have been a part of my ministry, I'd like to present to you today this shepherd's staff. It's been my desire and my prayer for my ministry to take a part in a service like this for you. Now, I regret that I can't guarantee that this shepherd's staff has any magical powers like the one Moses had. It doesn't even uh, devour Egyptian snakes as uh, it did for Moses. At least it hasn't for me before. (laughs) Nor does the staff separate the Red Sea or else I would have used it many times at Balboa Bay so we could go across and not have to pay a ferry price to get across there. So when you look at this, this is just a stick of wood, of dry wood. But it's a symbol. It's a symbol that if God could use a dead stick of wood to do great things for Moses, he can do great things through you, for the glory of God. I found this staff also uh, helpful. It's, it's, it's helpful to sort of poke at slumbering 
sheep in the flock. Like, hey, buddy, hey. I wouldn't try that right away, though, Jared. Maybe in your second or third year you could try that. I've also thought of using it at times to defend myself from sheep with sharp teeth. I also find that this curved part of the shepherd's staff works great to reach out and to snag the wandering and the lost sheep and bring them back in. But more than anything, this shepherd's staff is a reminder to persevere. There's one thing I want to charge you with, Jared, Melissa, is persevere. It's one of the most important lessons I've learned in life and in ministry for over 45 years. It pays to persevere even when everything within you wants to give in and give up. Stay the course. Just as you have, and I know you have, for the last eight years. Wait and watch God work in you to accomplish things you could never have done in your own strength. And be transparent with the people here. Share your burdens with them. Call the church to join in prayer. Prayer for you. Pray for the church when there are difficulties that seem insurmountable. And uh, Bethany, I charge you to, to faithfully and diligently uphold Pastor Jared, Melissa, and family in prayer. Hold them up. You've been entrusted with a pastor that was prepared by the Lord especially for you. I've watched the process. And now I get to see the coming together of prayer and reality. Love and encourage them. Provide for them. And this will prove to be one of the wisest decisions you've ever made for your good and the good of your church. So this is a day of consecration, setting Jared apart to this church, but also a time of celebration. Celebrating God's good work here as well as in Jared's life. May this be the beginning of an incredible ministry for God's glory. As I see the founding pastor here, think of that. Founding pastor is here today to lay hands and blessings on your new pastor. It says a lot about you. It says a lot about the history of your church. You have a lot to be thankful for and a lot to celebrate. So at this time, I would like to ask Pastor Jared and Melissa if you would come up here uh, onto the floor area, as well as uh, Pastor Don.
along with the deacons of the church, to please come forward as we pray for this installation service. So, Jared, from here, let me give this to you. Be careful how you use it. I just want to say this, and I will join you down below there. I wholeheartedly support you, Jared. And I concur with all those who are here with you, around you, that we believe God has called you, gifted you, to lead Bethany Bible Fellowship into the future. So what's the significance of laying hands on these two? It is to indicate of our agreement that God has prepared Jared for this ministry, that he's a man of God with high character and a great love for Christ. We believe that God is ready, ready here at your church to speak through him and to help lead this church with those who are here gathered with him this morning. I'm not going to jump off like he did last week at communion, so... Let me just sneak in around here. Here. Pastor Don, would you pray? Then after you, I will pray and conclude. Our Heavenly Father, again we come into your presence rejoicing this man that you've chosen to be the pastor of this wonderful church. His wife standing here with him. You bless him with her. And you bless this church to give her as well to this church. And Lord, I really pray that he is not going to put ministry above his family. God, please work in him and his wife. And uh, bless the family and use them for your glory. You've told us it is not by might nor by power, but by my word, says the Lord. And I pray for an anointing of the Spirit to be upon Jared as he ministers the word of God week in and week out. Speak to him, certainly. But Lord, when he stands in that pulpit, would you speak through him? to the minds and the hearts of those who are going to sit here before him. Thank you for the men who stand here with him, men whom you've called to be leaders and to be servants in this church. Strengthen them, bless them. And we pray that together this congregation is going to make a tremendous difference in this community. So many out there who need Jesus. And I pray that they're going to come to faith in Christ as a result of the ministry of this church. And thank you, Lord, for those who are ministering. 
those young people that are going to be going out today to a time together, watch over them. Thank you for those people that are going to be leaving them, and we commit them into your care. And now, in Jesus' name, we commit this man, Jared Burke, to the task to which you've called him as the pastor, the lead pastor of this congregation. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we join in together around Jared and Melissa with our hands reached out. We reach out with our hands to pray for blessing to continually be upon Jared and Melissa, Quincy and Madeline. Protect the family. Protect their love, marriage. We pray, Father, that this day will be a day to remember, a day to rejoice in. May you bring great joy into Jared's ministry but also to the church, to this wonderful church. May this be a a great time of joy, a great time of celebration, a great time of gratitude as they look back, but as they look forward to the future. Lord, you have done great things here, and we pray that you will continue to do great things here and into the future at this church. Bless the people. Encourage them. Strengthen their faith. Um, May the vision of this church be so compelling that it reaches out not just to the community, but finds ways to reach out to the world, across the oceans even. Lord, we desire that Christ be glorified above all things. And so our prayer today is may Christ be glorified here at Bethany. May Christ be glorified through the ministry of Pastor Jared. We join together in giving thanks. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.